What is going on, everybody? <clears throat> Welcome to chapter two. <laughs> is that what we're calling this now? Chapter two? Chapter two. All right. Let's call it chapter two. Um, thanks, guys, for joining us here on the Justice Revolution. Just wanted to do another uh, video. Uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, how how you can take action. So we get a lot of people asking, you know, how, what can I do? How can I affect change in my community? Um, and and honestly, you know, it's like I've been saying this 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 whole time is is you gotta you gotta start suing people. You gotta start filing lawsuits. You gotta make them answer you in court. So we have back with us we have Erica, my friend in Indiana, South Indiana. Hello, Erica. Hey there. So Erica, as you guys remember, we've had her on before. She was on last time, but um, she is a former critical care nurse who uh, was on the front lines with this. And uh, she has, she has uh, graciously allowed us to use her as a guinea pig. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that process here. And if you guys have any questions, again, please you know, drop them in the chat. We're, we're, we're happy to answer any questions as we go. But really what we wanted to do is, is, is show you the, the meat and potatoes of, of what a lawsuit, what a lawsuit excuse me, should look like, um, how to allege specific causes of action, and how to, um, how to get it in the court so that when the other side is served with this, they're like, oh, boy, we're not just dealing with another uh, pro se who has no idea what they're doing. Uh, we're dealing with somebody who knows what they're doing. Can so, I interrupt real quick, James? For So I'm the most elementary of all this stuff. So when I get questions, that's what I'm going to ask them because I think there's a lot of new people that will say, well, what does pro se mean? So what we want to do is teach people how they don't need to hire a lawyer or a liar, as James says, and they mm -hmm. can take action themselves. And most people stop taking action because they feel like they don't have the thousands of dollars to hire a liar. Mm -hmm. uh, to take action for them, which is how we started with the Affidavits 101 process. Um, but there's lots of terms and words and legalese, which is actually designed to confuse us. But there's some basics and simple things that um, more and more people are starting to learn. But just for the sake of simplicity, for anybody that might be new here, can you explain the two differences of representation in court or more if there's more? Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, most people are familiar with you know, attorneys, liars, as I call them. And, and, and I need to back off a little bit. Not all attorneys are liars. I just want to make yeah. that very clear. I just, I just finished up a great interview with, with an attorney who is not, he is, uh, his name is Todd calendar. Um, he runs, uh, I'm going to show the screen here for a second. Cause this is a website. Every one of you people need to know and you need to see, um, it is this one right here, five small stones. So it's five small stones.com. Um, on the homepage here, he's got everything here that talks about election integrity, election fraud. He also has take action. He's got templates on here for medical integrity, election integrity. Uh, if you want to file a complaint, how you can do that and how you can submit a complaint in your state court or federal court. So this is another great resource you guys should all, uh, you guys should all be aware of. So, um, but to answer your question, when you go into court, you're either represented and you're basically before the court as, as someone who doesn't know what they're doing, which is, you know, most of us don't, um, and you're represented by an attorney. So the attorney does all of the speaking on your behalf, does everything for you. Matter of fact, you are not allowed to speak unless the judge specifically says. And that's called. I want you to be, I want you to speak. That's, um. Uh, that's that's called you know being represented. Isn't it? What's sujur? Uh, oh, sujuris. That's yes. of oneself. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a number of different terms um, when you're representing. I can't. You really can't represent yourself. You are yourself. But if you're going into court, uh, remember. And this is this is where this whole thing comes from. Is that every every everybody that goes into court usually has two capacities that they're there under you're there as your individual capacity, which that's you as a man or a woman. And you're also there as your official capacity for whatever your job title is. So like in Erica's case, it would have been a critical care nurse, or if you're there as the CEO of a hospital or uh, as a police officer or as a teacher or whatever. 
So the courts are looking at both sides. They're looking at the individual side. They're looking at the professional side or the official side. So the idea behind the representation was, you know, to have somebody who's well-versed in the law, who can help you navigate those, no, no pun intended, those waters. Um, but unfortunately it's, it's been hijacked. The system has been hijacked and, and it's not, I'm sure it was set up with the best of intentions, but like everything that's set up with the best of intentions, they go awry. So, uh, so that when you, um, when you bring a case to the court where you are, um, on your own, you're not using an attorney, the court titles that as pro se. Um, they also, you might see pro per is another one. Another term is su juris, S-U-I-J-U-R-I-S, su juris. It all means the same thing. It's just you're there representing your own interests and representing yourself and your individual and in your official capacity, whatever that capacity may be. Okay. Is that ter the terms are floating around now as more and more people. So I just kind of wanted to clarify it a little. Thank sure. You. Sure. Yeah, no. And that's great. I mean, that's good to know. Um, that's good information to know. So, um, and, and you guys will, this is the thing too, you need to understand is that when, when you choose to bring a lawsuit on your own without the help of an attorney, you have a lot of power. The courts are required to help you. They're required to make sure that if your pleading doesn't meet the standards, the strict standards that they're expecting it to meet, they're required to give you an opportunity to fix it. And they're supposed to help you fix it. That's what people don't know and, don't, and they don't realize. Yeah. So you're, you're going to go up against some sleazeball people. <laughs> these, these, are, these liars on the other side are, are a credit to their name. They're, they're breaking every single one of their moral, moral and ethical codes they have no interest whatsoever in getting to the truth of the matter. Their only interest is their retainer fee and how many billable hours they can turn back around and bill their client for, for whatever it takes to, to defend this case. So just know that, you know, these attorneys are going to, they're not going to do their job. Excuse me. They're, they're, they're going, they wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't do the stupid things that just slow down cases. They're going to file motions to dismiss, even though they're frivolous motions. I mean, and their goal is to make money for the firm. Their goal, exactly. Their goal is to make money for themselves and for their firm, whatever whatever firm that may be. So, so that's that is that's the sad reality of the situation that we live in. So yeah, it flipped from helping someone, and the byproduct is getting paid for it, to making the income, the priority. So. Yeah. And it, and it's, and it's really sad. It's yeah. really, really sad. So anyway, yeah, no, those are, those are great questions. Um, and, and questions we absolutely want to want to talk through. So with that in mind, I'm going to share my screen again, and we're going to pull up Erica's lawsuit that we've been. And I say, we've been, I apologize. Cause I've been inundated with uh, court briefs and other things that I've been uh, with active cases that I've been working on. So uh, I, I told, uh, I told Erica I apologize profusely for not being able to uh, get onto her case, but we're we're here now, so better late than never. So, all right. So, first thing you're going to notice when you're building out your lawsuit is your title page. So, most courts in the country are going to follow a very similar styling, one where you're going to have the named plaintiff up at the top here with their uh, address and email and you know contact information. The name of the court, in this case, it's the district court for the District of Indiana. Now, check your state. Some states have multiple district courts for in the federal courts anyway. Um, if you are in state court, you're going to want to check your state court, the district court, or whatever county court, whatever it may be that you're in. And every single one of these courts, they all have websites that should be able to help you find that information. So... So James, where do I go to find a template or a starting point? I've, I've just gotten fired or I've been forced to, you know, something against my will and injured somehow. And I want to take action. What's my, if I don't have someone like you, I'm lucky enough to have someone like you to help me, but there's people that they can only come to affidavits 101 or find mm -hmm. video. Where do they yeah. go? Where's step one? So you want to know my step one? And you guys are going to laugh. This is my step one. My step one is 
Google. <laughs> yeah. I will search. Um, so let's search for an un, whoops, unlawful retaliation. Let's see. How do you spell retaliation? I-A-T-I-O-N. Yeah, lawsuit template. So that's what I'll do. Or sometimes I'll do a sample. Um, here's one right here. Unlawful retaliation in the workplace. Um, sometimes you can find them that are just, here we go. Here's a PDF copy of one. So if I can find a PDF copy, that's what I'm looking for. Let's take a look at this. That's not it. Um, this law.com usually has some good stuff too. But here's a good one. Sexual harassment, hostile work environment, discrimination on the basis of race. There's a whole bunch of different things. But this, there's one right here. So you could take this and go, okay, well, these don't necessarily pertain to my situation, but I can use them. So this is, uh, this is in the state court of California. So there's, there's an option there. But that's usually what I'll do is I'll just go here and, and I'll just look. Eight examples of employee retaliation claims that courts reject. So sometimes you're going to find um, you'll find a, an attorney who specializes in this type of a, a lawsuit. And they have they'd like to put all of their stuff up there. And you guys need to know and understand it is totally OK to copy and paste. In fact, we encourage it. Copy and paste. Uh, just change out the information uh, that, that, that pertains to your, to your situation. So, so that's, that's what I would do is I would go there now. Um, with, with, um, Erica's case, we got a few different things here. So Erica, maybe you can kind of fill us in on, on what you're, um, what you're hoping to achieve, what your causes of action are. Um, and then we'll, we'll start going through. Each one. Well, I was just talking about this too, because, Originally, when I was putting it together, I was thinking about, obviously, the deprivation of rights under the color of law. That's yep. definitely the, the meat and potatoes of the whole thing, because I should just be able to say, I don't want to do this, um, and, and that should be enough. But mm -hmm. as I was studying to see all the different... Um, the different ways that the successful lawsuits that are happening lately, the ones that are winning, they're using religious exemptions. Well, I have like a major problem with that too, because I had originally included that in this. And that's something that I want to look at changing because I don't, I don't want to go that route because someone who doesn't have a religious belief should also be able to be exempt. That should not be like the only reason that people should be able to use. And in those cases that I've been watching um, and reading through their lawsuits, they're still saying things like, you know, it is against the religious uh, belief system of Jane Doe. However, she's willing to do all other acceptable means like wear a mask at all times to socially yeah. distance. And these are all the things that I'm saying are total garbage in the first place, like I didn't even get to the point where I got to tell them what they could do with their shots. Like I was already saying I was drawing a line in the sand very early on saying like, wait a second, I don't want to do this. And so um, there's this thing called the emergency use authorization, too, um, mm -hmm. where it very clearly states that anytime there's a medical device or a product that you have to be able to have been given informed consent and then give the ability to either accept it or reject it. Um, and then when I tried to reject it, I got fired for it. So <laughs> they, they violated that emergency use authorization. Um, and there, I think I could prove probably a breach of contract, but there's nowhere listed anywhere that says in my contract that I would be willing to violate my own body or my own um, <coughs> my own beliefs in order to perform my job. Uh, it was just something they willy nilly decided to do all of a sudden with zero due process, zero um, 
permission, zero input from the staff, like, mm -hmm. and it was a harm to my body. So, um, I, I should have been able to say, no, I don't want to do this. And then also then they went on to try to provide me with an accommodation. But what that did was it reduced my opportunity to be able to use my education and to work within um, a, a, a skill set that was appropriate for me. There's also a cause of action for that. And I included that as well. Um, Can I add something in there? Um, also, as far as the religious exemption, um, they now there's people that have people that have, um, you know, gotten relief from the religious exemption. And apparently they've created a product that does not have any, you know, what cells in it so that they're saying that they no longer need the religious exemption and that they are able to take it. Right. And they can do that with with religious exemptions in general. They can go back and say, oh, we're going to decide not to give religious exemptions now. Like yeah. they, and that's so that's another reason I don't want to use that as a reason, because if you can just take it away, you sign over your rights, certain rights when you even fill out a religious exemption. That's why they allowed for the jabs. They were allowing us all to fill out religious exemptions, which they said would go before a committee for approval when for religious exemption for all of my flu shots. All I did was check a box every year. Mm -hmm. But um, this year was really that that first year was really weird and different. And they said they were going to start changing that and doing that for flu shots, too, which makes me wonder what they're doing with the flu shots, whatever. But um, I just I, I I didn't feel like I should have to ask for anyone's permission to not to I mean, to to be exempt from putting poison into my body or to make myself rebreathe CO2 like. I know as a nurse, the, the most important thing you can have for your body for it to complete its perfect functions is oxygen. Yeah. Like, and then some doctors were wearing three masks. I, I just, it blows my mind, but not really because everybody drank the Kool-Aid. So, well, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Well, <clears throat> thanks for, um, thanks for expounding on that while I've been doing this in the background. So, so all I'm doing here and just so you're aware and, and so everybody else is aware all you need to do is just research your state and your federal laws. So there's there's a federal law that's on the books already that uh, Erica mentioned that protects your right to refuse an unwanted medical treatment, especially an experimental one, one that has doesn't doesn't even have a full uh, fully approved authorization. There's also Supreme Court precedent. The Supreme Court has said you have a right, um, I believe, under the Tenth Amendment. So the 10th Amendment is, is a very strong amendment in that it basically states that if there's any rights that we have failed to miss here, you guys get to keep those too. Right. So if you go into court and you say, I have a firm belief and a right that my body, my choice. Oh, boy, there's those words again. It's so convenient that you get to use that when it works for you. But when it doesn't work for you, you're not allowed to. No, that's not so how it works. Something that my boss said was like, but Erica... You work for this company. If we wanted you to wear a rubber chicken on your head during your shift, you would have to wear a rubber chicken on your head during your shift. Yeah, but a rubber chicken wearing on your head is not going to hurt you or, or harm you in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the difference. So right. um, you take one of those masks that you wear all day and uh, look at it under a under a microscope and put a take a swab and put it into a peach tree dish. You're, you're liable to find hundreds of thousands of different types of bacteria that's just sitting there culminating and you're breathing that in that is it robbed me of my life my liberty and my happiness mm -hmm. there you go that was its intent there yeah. you go so so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bore everybody with this i'll come back and finish fix this later but basically you're seeing all we're doing is we're just this is the who and the what so erica is the plaintiff the plaintiff is the one who is bringing the action these are all the defendants so, yeah, and I decided to include everybody that I brushed shoulders with along the way in this good. entire thing and good. the board of directors because yep. they are overseeing what is going on. Yes, They're not unaware that they're mandating an entire group of people to do something against their will. Exactly. 
you know, and I'll show you how you tie those people in there. So there, there is precedent in law that these people, so like this Jason Becker is a board member. This Catherine Betley is a board member. So these board members, even though they didn't directly involve themselves in Erica's case, and I, maybe they did, I don't know. No, they, they have no idea who I am. Okay. Now, but they are directly responsible because they they are responsible in the fact that they affect policies and procedures that the hospital, in this case, Community Health Network, follows. So let me pull up another lawsuit here. This is another one that I wrote. Um, you'll see, again, this is how how we do this. We talk, we, they're, they're the name, the plaintiff, the individuals. The only reason why this, their name is in all caps here and it's in bold, it, that just makes it easier for the eye to read. It means nothing, okay? So don't worry about the whole all caps name, this or that or nothing. That means nothing, all right? So then as we get moving on, we give a preliminary statement. So the preliminary statement is, is telling the reader, what is this about? What did they do? And what is your, your uh, what are you seeking? That's what the preliminary statement does. Um, then as we move on, we start talking about these policies. So in, in this particular case here, this defendant here did not directly involve himself individually, but we're suing them in their official capacity because the, this is an individual who's directly responsible for their programs, policies, practices, procedures, customs, and protocols. And the promulgation thereof. So this is how we tie this stuff back into it. All this comes down to, guys, is, is a lack of training. So each one of these people here, so like this Jason Becker, since he didn't individually get himself involved, you're going to come up here and just take that out in his professional capacity as a board member of the Community Health Network. Okay. So that's how we do this. Now, you did have conversations with this Brian Mills, right? Well, I sent all of my my um, documents to him. Okay, there you go. All of so my communications, yeah. So he ignored it, so you can sue him in his individual capacity. So if you didn't have any direct con uh, direct conversation with anyone, then they are only sued in their professional capacity. That's how okay. that works. So we'll go back through and, and change this stuff out here. Um, I can go through that and amend yeah. all of that stuff, yeah. Yeah, so you can see how Before I'm doing it, it here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So then the next thing we want to get down to is we want to talk about, you know, again, the, the, the who and the what. What's going on? What are we doing here? So we have this preliminary statement here, which, um, which is, a you know, it's a good statement, but we like to make it better. We like to make it strong. So we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, maybe taking a look at this one here and go, this action seeks vindication of you know which amendments were violated in your case your um your 10th amendment was violated your first amendment was violated your uh right to privacy um right to be free from search and seizure so i'm not sure if the fourth and the fifth amendments apply but you know we can talk about that a little bit more and then you just go on and you talk about how you know of the plaintiff who in the exercise of her right to to be free of unwanted medical treatments and procedures was fired or was unlawfully terminated without um, probable cause, or and I shouldn't say probable cause, but without just cause. And then you just talk again, you're get, you're giving the overview of the statement of what you're going to do. So here, what we have already to talk about to exercise your right to a trial by jury in suit of common law. That's, that's your right. The Seventh Amendment. People don't even realize that Seventh Amendment right. And it's one of your protected rights that gets overlooked all the time. But I'm here to tell you the courts are still uh, adhering to that. Because I, I just recently saw an opinion from the appellate court that came out that talked about um, how the administrative process denied one of the citizens of a state their right to a trial by jury uh, as protected by the Seventh Amendment. So uh, Eric has already done a really good job of going through all of this. All we need to do, and, and I'm not going to bore you guys with this. This is something Eric and I will do together, but we'll go through and just make sure it makes sense and it looks good. It, 
I also want to make it very clear too, guys, we're here to help as a community. And I, as much as I would love to be able to um, spend as much time with everybody as I, as I can, I, I'm just, I, I can't, I'm, I'm only one man. And so, you know, post your stuff into our groups, into our telegram channel, um, post your stuff in our telegram channel after you get it done writing it and say, Hey, I just wrote this complaint. This is my rough draft. Can anybody help me with this? And we're, we're all happy to walk through it and look through it. So if you guys that are watching, if you think it would be helpful to you for like James and Erica to edit it now or something like that, go ahead and ask those questions, put, put them in the chat, put them in telegram, what it is that you're stuck on and what's helpful for you to see, because there's no reason you couldn't do a workshop right now and go through that and edit it and say, well, this is what I'd change. And this is why I would change it. Well, and two, I had a question in my prayer for relief at the end of it. Mm -hmm. I included a lot of stuff that might be more appropriate to go into the preliminary statement because ultimately I'm not just asking for relief for myself or damages for myself. I'm also asking for injunctive relief for everybody else who's still in the hospital. Like they are still requiring this. I still get calls every single yes. day from recruiters and they are still requiring in these facilities, even though um, in, in April, um, they vacated the mask mandate, the CDC mask mandates, ruling mm -hmm. them unlawful. But these facilities, they don't know that or they don't care. No, they, they do know that. They just don't care. And, so and they're still just making people smother to death all day for no reason. And if you want to work there, all you have to do is put some poison in your body too. And exactly. then smother to death all day. And then they can, they'll let you work there and stay there. But if not, so I'm asking on behalf of everyone there that what what the ruling that i get with this lawsuit will also be extended to them both in like an injunctive capacity and in a temporary restraining order type of capacity yeah so it looks like you found a case here malgren v burkholder let's take a look at that one real quick okay. um so this is uh just so everybody knows this is this is a place where i go when i want to look at um Eastern District of New York. Yep, that should be a good one. Um, this is where I go when I want to research case law. Um, this this is a paid service, Case Text. I, I pay to use this. Um, but you can also go to Google Scholar. Google Scholar is free. You don't have to pay for it. Um, it does a pretty good job of finding stuff. And, and you can see, um, you can research anything you're looking for. So like if I wanted to find cases that um, specifically cite the 10th Amendment, I just type in 10th Amendment. And see what comes up. So this is one that you found um, that's recent from 2014. So it's not too old. Um, and let's see where it talks about. Um, this. So you were saying somewhere in here it talks about how um, it's a 14th Amendment. Let's just type a search. Nothing there. Let me search it this way. 14th, I can't spell. You're doing great, James. Here, here, right here. Thank you. You only write lawsuits. You're okay. I know. I'm terrible. So we 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 can find a template. We can... Oh, we're talking about the due process requirements. Yes. Yes. New York's overall statutory scheme governing involuntary commitments has been held to facially satisfy 14th Amendment due process requirements. Facially. Doesn't mean that it will. So the 14th Amendment protects the right of a competent person to refuse unwanted medical treatment. There it is. Under New York law, an adult has the right to refuse medical treatment except in narrow circumstances, including those where the patient presents a danger to himself or other members of society. And it would be a, the burden of proof would be on them to prove how I am a danger to society Correct. being in perfect health all the time. Exactly. Right. Well, that was their claim for the entire scam. Right. But no one's been able to validate, uh, um, validate proof. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's good, good information there. Um, oh, whoops. I didn't mean to close that out. I want to go back to your complaint. Sorry, I get going too fast here and I forget what I'm doing. So 
So down here, Fourteenth <clears throat> Amendment protects the right of a competent person to refuse on medical unwanted medical treatment. So here's another thing that I would do just to verify. Let's go back over here, and I'm just going to take. So this is one of the reasons why I like this service. I can type in a sentence here, and it'll go out and find cases that talk about that. Here's one. A prisoner has a constitutionally protected liberty interest in refusing unwanted medical treatment under the 14th Amendment. Plaintiffs are correct that the Supreme Court has held that a competent person has a constitutionally protected right, liberty interest in refusing unwanted medical treatment. There it is right there. And here's the case, just so everybody's wondering. James. From 1990. Can you drop that link in the chat since you have it on your browser? Uh, um, one, of the, one of the viewers this, asked for this particular. Yeah, this here. Let me. I will just. I'll. I'll copy the case. I won't. I won't be able to put this link in here because this is a paid link. Like I said. Uh, it's right here. So you can go to casetext.com, um, Horizon. Or let me. Let me show you here. Let me just go to Google Scholar and show everybody how to do it here. So you can search articles or case law. So search case law, and then I click federal courts. And then just type in the court. The In this case, here it is right here. Cruzan v. Director of Missouri Department of Health, Supreme Court, 1990. And that's kind of, as I was looking up case law for my lawsuit, it was mm -hmm. just, that's why it's taken me a year to put this thing together, really. I mean, I'm having yeah. to build the airplane while I'm flying it. <laughs> yeah. This is you so know? true. It I'm having true. to study because my background is not in law, not even close. I, yeah. But it's it's easy enough to understand how to search for things and be like, all right, so this is how I was wronged. Let's see what's out there and see what kind of rulings there were that talk about it. And so it's just random. I had I didn't I haven't paid for any services. I haven't done anything. You know. So what's left on your lawsuit that needs to be finished? Well, it's just more overall questions like um Let, I, I, should we pull it up James and go through it? What what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm 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 in, I'm in it right now. It's yeah. You yeah, know, there's there's it. there's not much that she there really isn't much that she needs to do. I just need to have the time and this is Honestly, it's going to take me a lot, a while to do this. I just need to go through and, and just make sure she had some questions in a few places, like up here, there were some things that were highlighted about, you know, is this, does this No, I, I highlighted that so that the courts could be very clear in understanding what I was saying, where the offense was. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It was just, just to be nice to them so that their eyes could follow it. But again, this is the section, this is the violation of the religious um, saying that it, it was it's it's unlawful for them to have discharged me um, because of discrimination in respect to my um, re my religion. Yeah, that's that the sense. route that I was talking about going in initially, but um, I, that okay. was a little place that I left because I wasn't sure what paragraph it was after I reformatted everything. <laughs> I know you, you can see that it's it it, it takes a lot. To do one of these lawsuits, it really does. Um, yeah, it and does, it, and it does take some. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot to, to come in and, and to do this information to make sure that you're. And, and let me be very clear: it, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you want to get it as 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 close to perfect as you can. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that it's so ironclad that they're not going to be able to come back. Because I've also, for anybody who's watching this. I also did the Dr. Graves course, um, the jurisdictionary course, because, and it was really helpful in that I went from not understanding how courts worked at all yes. to understanding how very simple it is. And I can't believe lawyers get paid as much as they do for such a poor job at what they actually do do. Except for yeah. you, Michelle, if you're watching, she's my lawyer friend. <laughs> she's, one of the good, she's one of the good ones. Who, she's one of the good ones. That's why I say I, I always have to make that caveat. Not all lawyers are liars. No. I just and yeah. she also ended up not working in her law position anymore because she wouldn't wear a mask either. So yes. she's my homegirl. Good, um, good for good for her. That's so, all. Yeah, you um, just know what, what's right, and you just you have to stand up for what's right every single where you go. That's why 
I just knew that there was something that we could use that's already been established that we could say, hey, they went against us because what happened in the hospital was that every time they came down with another new thing that we had to do or another new thing, they were like, oh, guess we got to do this now. And I'm like, what? No, like th this can't be right. Like they're not going to make us do that here. They're not allowed to do that. That's and I didn't know what the law was. I my soul just knew they can't make me do that. Like, no, yeah. but there are things that you can find that are protected. Um, and that's what that's where all the work is, though, is all the research and trying to dig and find and figure out how to format it in a document that you don't know anything about. And mm -hmm. so yeah, it, gets, it, it does get tough. But that's why I say is 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 do the research and 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 just, you know, search. Like I said, the first thing I do is, is I just jump onto Google and I look for uh, whatever lawsuit based on the uh, the topic I'm looking for. So. Um, yeah, we're not of sound mind. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck proving that people. <laughs> right. And they're going to have a really hard time finding any flaw with me whatsoever, because I have a perfect employment record. I, I am a preceptor. I taught for university there on site too. Um, yeah. they, all, all my reviews say they wish they could clone me for 20 years. I worked for them 19 yeah. years. I worked for them. And the only reason they fired me was because I was refusing to wear a mask, which I'm supposed to be allowed to do if they would have provided me with the informed consent. Yeah. They didn't. yeah. But they didn't. Yeah. So and now you're going to hammer them based off of that. And you have a cause of action before that. So, and you know, when, whenever you're, compiling these lawsuits together, you, you, you want to start there. So, you know, think about, you know, what did they do to me? You know, what, right. how was I harmed exactly? So, right. um, and as you start thinking about that, just start again, jump onto Google and say cause of action for this or cause of action for that, whatever, whatever your situation may be. Um, you know, there's also retaliation. Um, you cannot be fired uh, because you are refusing to do something that is, uh, unlawful. And if they do, then that's, that's a retaliation claim and you have a cause of action for that. And so. right, if you watched our last show, you would have seen Kathleen talking about how she preserved her job based on that. Exactly. She's like, you know, Kathleen's doing a beautiful job through the administrative process right now because she's, she's saying, is it your intent to trespass against me? Right. Is that what your intent is? You know, and Erica did the same thing. I mean, you, you had him, uh, I can't remember if you had him on video or, or I know you recorded something. Yeah, I, like, I audio recorded the whole thing until they told me they weren't going to continue on with this conversation if I, um, if I, because the, the witness that I had uh, wasn't a lawyer. So they were refusing me to have a witness there. Well, I didn't have anything to record or do anything. I was at work. I was just working my shift, just like I always had. And so when they had pulled me into the room to have this conversation, I called my friend right away and I was like, Hey, can you record this and be a witness? And mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't let the conversation go on because he wasn't a lawyer. So. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not how that works, but okay. <laughs> and I had all of my stuff in my um, pocket to give them for my notice of liability to them, but they wouldn't accept it. They just said, I don't care what you believe. So that wasn't good either that they no. did that. I told no. them that. No, yeah. it's not, it's, it's not good. And, and it's gonna, it's gonna ultimately come to bite them in the rear end. And we know that. So, so, um, so that's, that's kind of, that's what our hope was today was to just, I just want to give everybody hope. You know, it's, it's not lost. If you've had something that's happened to you, um, anything that has happened re recently, um, you know, Nissa, and you know, I talked about this a little bit before with with, uh, uh, with you, and that uh, you know how they're trying to unlawfully uh, take your home. So if you are, if you have a situation like that, reach out to us. You know, there's there's options, there's things we can do to help you, and and we'll do the best we can. We can't do it for you. Um, but we will help you with this process. We will point you in the right direction as long as we can. So, um, yes, I love that map in the background too. <laughs> That's our global family. We're all the yeah. same. Yeah. And I love the right. lights around it and everything. It mm -hmm. looks great. So, so, so let, let me, let me butt in because I, I'm the simple minded and 
this is the input I like to put in. So I'm going to leave this podcast and I'm going to, what action items do I need? I need to go to um, look for a case that's similar to mine on a regular web browser. Then Mm -hmm. I can go to Google Scholar and put in the offense. Look for a case that's um, specifically type in that offense. So where is a starting point? So now when I uh, go ahead and write that lawsuit out, tell me the top three things that I need that are important to include? Would it be the actual case numbers? Would it be the names of the case? Things like that. So what are the most important factors in making sure they're included in that? So whomever's watching, um, they've never wrote a lawsuit. You want to write a lawsuit. You want to put it together. You want to throw it on our Telegram. I'll put that up here, our Telegram. Affidavits 101 is, is the Telegram. And there's a lot of great people in there that are willing to read and look at these things and offer you help. A lot of good minds in there. Um, what does the basic um, rough draft need to consist of, James? So if you if you want to start with a just a, a plain sheet of paper, what you want to do is you want to write down who, who's involved, what, what happened, where, where did this happen, and when. You don't need to worry about the why, but you need the, you need those other four, the who, what, when, and where. That's the most important information that you need to know. You want to make a timeline of your events. Um, you're telling a story here. You're telling a story to ultimately you want to get your complaint in the hands of a jury, a jury of your peers. So you're telling a story to a jury of your peers of like, hey, this is what these people did. This is when they did it. These are who these people are. This is what their job allows them to do, what their job title is. Um, they don't have lawmaking authority. So like in Erica's case here, where they just went ahead and made up a rule as if it had the same full force and effect as a law. Well, well, I didn't elect the CEO of this hospital. I didn't elect the board of, me- uh, of a board member, one of the board members. I didn't elect them. They're not my representative to speak for me and what I am allowed to do with my body. I have a 14th Amendment right to medically refuse any treatment I don't want. Additionally, the law guarantees me that right. So, you know, even if, and I'm here to tell you, even if Erica had said this information in that meeting, they still wouldn't have cared. They wouldn't have, it doesn't matter, you know? I did say a lot of stuff and they did say they don't care. This is policy and you have to do it. Yeah, policy does not trump the law. Policy does not trump your constitutionally secured rights. Okay, period. It doesn't matter. Oh, so wait a minute, boss. You're telling me it's our corporate policy that on every third Friday of leap year, we go and rob a bank? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? That, that's how much sense that makes. So um, so that's what I would say. Start there first. Get your thoughts on paper. Who, what, when, and where. Um, get that information out. Then start doing some more research on, okay, is it an employment discrimination lawsuit? Just go into Google and search employment discrimination lawsuit samples. Um, is it a medical retaliation lawsuit? Or is it um, a, so the, 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 the statute, the federal law that governs uh, your deprivation of rights under the color of law, um, you, you can just search deprivation of rights lawsuit or a civil rights lawsuit. Uh, you'll find stuff out there. Um, you want to look for something that was been written professionally by an attorney. Um, th- most of them are, are dumb, but the smart ones put their stuff up online. So find that template. It's like, ooh, this is really good. Um, something else I was going to show real quick. I'm going to share my screen again. Here in the Telegram channel. Um, so when you go in here to our affidavits 101 and you click on that title there, you go here to the files. Here's everything that has been saved. There's a number of cases in here. Here's a template for a common law correspondence or notice. Um, here's everything I write I put in here. Um, I also found, let's see, I either put it in here or I found it in another and moved it, but I'll move it. Um, it was in this It was in this channel here, and I'll, I'll put this in our files here. But when I went through here, this is where I found... Um, which, is, which is Alphonse. Alphonse yeah. is a great. Yeah, Alphonse is, is no pun intended, my partner in crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's three great templates right here. False imprisonment complaint, 
false arrest complaint, false prosecution complaint. These are great complaints that were written under this law in the 42, 1983. So this, this one right here, I actually used this as a template for another lawsuit that I just wrote. You'll find a whole bunch of good things in here. So this is where I go. I start in our Telegram channels. Um, the channels you want to be a member of are um, for sure ours, obviously. Um, you also want to be a member of the Law Society, this one right here. Uh, Alphonse's channel is a good one to be a, a member of. And then the Big Sib Law. Those are the channels that I check all the time because they have all the information I'm looking for. And uh, like I said, if, if, if I can't find it here, then I will go and I'll look in, in Google and see what I can find in, in Google. Um, that's, that's, where I, that's where I would start. So there's other paid places you can go um, if you want to pay money for it. But I was just, there's no point. The only, the only money that's going to be involved in your lawsuit process is the actual filing fee. Uh, you can apply for a fee waiver if you absolutely have to, but if you do that, then the judge screens your complaint first to determine if they're going to let you go forward with a with a fee waiver. So, I would. Um, it's four hundred dollars in federal court. It's you know it's not cheap, but it's not terribly expensive. Um, just get it done. Just do it. So. Okay. Um, and another that, thing I did too when I was looking up stuff was, I just. Indiana is terrible. They're they're searching site for um, criminal violations and civil violations is horrible. But um, and I think that could be intentional. They don't want you to know this stuff. They I don't think I think they make it extra difficult um, for you to find it on purpose. But um, I just I made a list of everything that I felt like they did wrong to me just without mm -hmm. even knowing the law. And I was writing down words and phrases of like, you know, wrongful termination. And then I would look up um, wrongful termination, essential elements. And because that's the thing, in order to to prove your cause of action, you have to have all the essential elements yes. for that cause of action. And so um, it can be a little bit different, I've noticed in, in different situations, but um yeah, you have to you have to be able to say, can I prove this? So then mm -hmm. you start making little I made little columns of everything, too. And I was drawing lines to things to be like, OK, exhibit F prove this email proves this part of the essential element just to start organizing myself on. Yeah. Can I prove this? And if I can't prove it, then I throw it out because they're going to make a motion to dismiss the cause of action based on inability to prove your cause of action. Yeah. Well, it's called uh, for failure to state a claim. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Very, very good point. Uh, and and that's basically what I've been saying is you know, just just take your take your 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 information, put it on a piece of paper. You, you can handwrite it even if you want to. However, whatever works for you, just get it on paper. Organize your thoughts. Start there first, and then start researching. We had a question here on on the filing process. Um, let me present my screen and I'll show you how we do that. So every, every court has a website. Okay. So for the U S courts, it's uscourts.gov. Simple. This is the United States courts website for every single court in the country. You can find your court right here by the location. You can search by the court name. So let's say for example, I am in Indiana. Okay. So I'm just going to search if I could spell it right, in Indiana. <laughs> so if I just search Indiana here, it's going to tell me where my court is, okay? These are all the probation offices. You don't want that. Here's the Southern District Court right here in Indianapolis. Um, looks like that's the only one. Oh, nope, there's a Northern there's District. Southern and Northern. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's actually two different district courts in in Indiana. So you want to specify that on your filing. So for, um, and the actual filing itself up here, let me go back up to the top real quick to get off of it. This would actually say for the Southern district of Indiana. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Just so we can get on topic there. Okay. So that's how you find it. And then every court has its own website. So you click on this, this is going to take you to the court's website. 
go here to the court website and it's going to tell you, yeah, you're leaving this. You're going to the other courts. Yep, I get that. United States District Court for the Southern District of Indiana. You're, everything you need to know on how to file in federal court is here. Representing yourself. Oh, look at that. There's all this different stuff. Le free legal resources, court library, um, overview of the federal courts, guides and forms, uh, local rules, the federal rules. Right, because you have to know what all the rules are so that you, because I'm fully intending on it, uh, going to court like yeah. it for trial. Oh, Talk about David versus yeah. Goliath, right? Like some mm -hmm. somebody who's never been in the court system at all, at all, who's going to be like, where were you on the night of, no, I, I'm being silly, but you know, it's yeah. a trial court. You're, I'm going to have to follow all the rules. There are certain things I'm allowed to admit as evidence and certain things I'm not like there are, there are rules of procedure and you have to learn that stuff too. So yep. this that's, isn't that's just, just like, I'm going to file a lawsuit. This yep. is like, okay. Everyone's and it takes you right here and, and guys don't get overwhelmed. There's 70 yeah. something different rules or 86 rules. That's a lot of rules to know, but don't get overwhelmed. Everything you need to know is here. So that's um, easy for you to say. <laughs> I know. Don't get well, overwhelmed. They all make sense, though, when you read them. It's not, they do. those aren't complicated rules. And they protect everyone's rights and they grant everyone the equal right to justice. That's what everybody needs to know. So don't, don't ever go in thinking, oh, well, the federal rules of civil procedure don't apply. Yeah, they do. Okay. If you want access to the courts, these, these rules are governed and they were approved by the, uh, the federal legislature and the Supreme Court because they, they govern the process accordingly and they grant everyone an equal opportunity of justice. So this was just that link from this drop down right here, the federal rules. Um, this has everything you need. Also right here on the home page, it says attention pro se filers. Filings are currently being accepted by Dropbox, email or in person. For more information, please click here. So here you go. More information on how to file your case. And it'll tell you what you need. So luckily for you, you can temporarily e-file without having to go into person. So good luck. Uh, congratulations, Erica. You don't actually have to go down to the federal courthouse. You can send your original stuff to this to this email address. Under this, and it says for new cases, this is what you say. Pro se filing, new case. So... Once you've, once you've filed your case, um, there's other things you're going to need to know. Um, under here, I believe it has the forms. Let's see where the forms are. Local rules, court. Uh, right here, guides and forms for all other civil. Complaint for a civil case. You click on this. This is going to tell you what the form you're going to need. Here it is right here. Complaint for a civil case. It's got your template already there. I didn't even know that. Yep. These are the parties to this complaint. And then you can type in, yeah. you know, this is the statement of my claim. This is the relief I'm seeking. I mean, this is how simple this can be. It can be five or six pages. It doesn't have to be 50 or 60 pages long. So. Just for the panache. That's what mine's for. I want to make sure they. Yeah. Yeah. They really get it. Yeah, I think um, sometimes it gets overcomplicated because so the basic thing is you violated this amendment, period. Yeah. You violated mm -hmm. this amendment, period. You violated, and they come back and they mix it up and they add an extra paragraph and the simplicity of it is you violated. You say, you say this is the violation, and then you put your statements of fact underneath of that violation just saying the specifics of your case. Right. Yeah. Here it is right here. Here's a complaint for violation of civil rights. So here's one under the federal officials or state or local officials, the 1983 claim. So does it have to be officials to, to do state or local officials? Nope. State or local. Yeah. So again, this is, this is how awesome the courts are is they give you everything you need and they even tell you how to do it. So you just gotta, you just gotta get on here and look around. Um, this is the federal court. If you're looking in your state court, just do the same thing, search your, uh, whatever state you're in. So let's just, for example, if I, oops, I'm still all caps. 
So James, is there any particular um, uh, person that you know of that is, is good at um, writing, you know, another resource that's good also at writing uh, pro se lawsuits that you can recommend to the folks watching? Um, yeah. So um, Brandon Sibley, he's in the, the big Sib law is that, that uh, telegram group I was telling you guys about this okay. one right here. So Brandon's always posting stuff in here and he's a fantastic resource. Okay. So um, there's always good things, good little nuggets that you can find. So I just That's found- That's where I get a lot of my little nuggets that I put in throughout my lawsuit too. It's just like, mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like a, did you know? And then it'll list some sort of a, you know, statute or code or law or, a, you know, yep. amendment or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that applies to my case. And then I just yep. like throw it in there somewhere too. Okay. Yeah. You get, you guys just have to realize, I mean, the, the power we have, I mean, Dr. Graves, the, the, the individual who, um, who, who founded the how to win in court.com, um, which is, which is a must guys, you, you cannot do this without that. You just, you can't. So, and there is a link on the top of the Affidavits 101 Telegram. There's a whole resource link, and it's pinned to the top. And yeah. the How to Win in Court course is, is pinned in there if you want yep. to make it easy. Yep. That is, you know, because he has he has everything you need. Like, like I talked about, the who, the what, the when, the where, how to organize your thoughts, what a lawsuit looks like, what a template looks like, you know, how to find different templates. I mean, he has documents and everything there. Uh, how he to lists out all the causes of action and all, all the, the essential of elements action. of each cause of action. I mean, it's great. It, it's, it's one of the, so one of the requirements that I have is, you know, if you're, if you're reaching out to me for my help personally, I will never, ever, ever ask you for a dime, but I will okay. require that you get that web. you get uh, a subscription to that site? Because I just, I can't do all of this for you as much as so, I'd love to. I can't. What I found out too, about that site, the value of it is that, when you're new to all of this and you, you don't have any background whatsoever, everything is swirling around in your head like this and it's all a jumbled mess and there's no way to really organize yourself until you see how it works. There's a system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you start putting all of your stuff together, then you start thinking in terms of, okay, well, if I'm the defendant, what are their, you know, what kinds of cause to dismiss might they have based on what I just listed. So you start thinking on both sides, knowing exactly. what, knowing what your rights are to be able to ask for a dismissal. Exactly. Yeah. So you you know, and just, just be prepared for it. Right. I mean, these, these lawyers on the other side, you know, these, these, these people who defend these, these folks you're suing, they wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't try to dismiss the case. That's what their, their, their ultimate goal is to try and dismiss the case because, that's what their client wants. It doesn't well, mean it's, here's, it's right or responsible. So here's another question for you too, James, just for everybody else's benefit to, to see why, um, what is this going to do to all of those trespassers that I listed in my lawsuit, having sued them both in their individual capacities oh, and in their personal capacities? Great question. And yes. for the corporation, I'm suing the corporation too. Yes. Yeah, not, so not just the ship. It's like I'm not suing just the ship. I'm suing the ship too. But I'm suing all of the like the guy that's on the steering wheel, the guy that's on the mainsail, the guy the that's captain, on the yep. and Bob and Joe and Steve, like mm -hmm. as a separate entity. So when you sue someone in their official capacity, their employer's on the hook because they're acting in the capacity under their under the authority of their employer. So like the board members, for example, in your suit, the the community health network is going to be responsible for any liable or any damages that are found in your favor against them. In addition to the damages found in your favor against the hospital itself. And in addition to the people that you're suing individually. So here's the thing. These people, when they, they're required to file an answer to your suit once you serve them. They must answer in both capacities, in the individual and in their official. Oftentimes, they only they only answer in one, so you can move for a default judgment on in the other capacity. That's how that would work. So every so, single person question. listed, except the board members, maybe because they'll be covered under the hospital lawyers. 
Mm-hmm. But every single other person that I'm suing in their individual capacities are going to have to have lawyers probably because they they haven't had the last year off work like I have. Yep. To be yep. able to defend themselves. I mean, they're, they're, they're welcome to defend themselves pro se. That's totally fine. They, they have that right to do so. Everyone has ac- equal access and right to the courts and you, you all have equal justice under the law. But you're but right. Their, their defense is going to be because they told me to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they told me to. Well, as I've been saying, that didn't work out so well for the Nazis at the Nuremberg trial. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be using that as your defense. So, so anyway, that is, I didn't want to make this video exceptionally long today. I just wanted to keep it to about an hour, which we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this has been helpful to, for everyone to just, I just want to give people hope. Okay. It, it's, it's not lost. There is a, there is a way forward. And we need more people doing this. We need more Erica's. We need more justices. We need more people in this world that are willing to, to say, I've had enough and I'm going to stick it to the man. <laughs> no right. I'm going to stick it to the man because I'm, I'm done with this. Right. I'm That's what with, I'm going to start doing. Everywhere that I'm seeing a wrong, I'm writing a complaint about it. Yeah. Right. I if mean, we I as a, a society it. help one another, you know, with the knowledge that we have. So when yeah. you when you need uh, to ask a question or you're stuck on a step, please go ahead and put it in the Telegram chat and please make sure that you said I watched the video, mm-hmm. you know, you you know, so that we try to prioritize it because we really want to prioritize people that are focused on it and trying hard. So, yeah. So with that, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, I wanted to try and do these you're videos so as often as I can. Um we're going to try and do them weekly, but I got to be honest, life gets crazy, <laughs> especially when I'm involved with five soon to be six federal cases with Eric's Erica's case. So <laughs> it gets mm-hmm. kind of crazy. So I'll do the best I can. Right. But, um, thank well, you. We did talk about doing a workshop where you literally worked on one online. So if you guys yeah. think you have interest in that, um, yeah, if there's interest for a workshop, I would love to do something like that. We could, uh, we could do a zoom, you know, a zoom meeting or something like that yeah. where, where we could work on things and you guys can bring your, bring your cases and say, Hey, what, what, what do I need to do here? Or how do I need to make this better? Right. We love that. So as you're working on it, we're viewing it and everyone has their own and they can make changes, you know, parallel to what you're doing. I think that would be really helpful. Awesome. Yeah. I would love it. Okay. Anything, any final parting thoughts, Erica, you want to throw in? Just don't be afraid. I don't know. That's just what I, I keep, Doing what's right and calling out what is right is so much more emboldening than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. When you know that something is wrong, don't be stopped by saying, well, I don't know how to make it right. Um, we'll just, that's the only way you can is if you go directly to them and say, I have been wronged. And that's what the whole affidavit process is about. Like saying initially, I have been wronged. Please respond to me and tell me what your feelings are on this. If I'm wrong, tell me that, tell me how I'm wrong. Otherwise you agreed and you said that you did do me wrong. Okay. Well then now I have a complaint against you. And Mm -hmm. so then that's the next step. So it's just, you just keep going the next step and researching as much as you can. There's no statute of limitations on this, right, James? Like if I, if it took me five years to do this lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, some, some States do, but I mean, this is a federal most of these are federal causes of action. As long as you can find a couple things that involve civil rights, then no, they're, they're, I can't find anything that says there's a, there's a statute of limitations on it. So, And no. I also didn't know that, you know, there are certain like employment opportunity things that have a, like a 180 day filing window. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. So I didn't file anything. I don't think I can make a lawsuit now. That's yeah, not no. true either. No, it's not. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's the administrative process, completely different from what we're talking about. This is the judicial process. Right. So you, you have remedy, you have recourse. Um, you just have to, you have to take that leap of faith and you have to engage in it. I was scared to death when I filed my first federal lawsuit, but now I realize this, this is a blast. If I, if I had known this had been this much fun, I would have done this years ago. <laughs> so. Well, God, God calls for us to stand up for justice and right. yep. God calls for us to stand up against wrongdoing. So yeah. You know, in yes, the Bible, does. if God is with us, who can be against us, right? So Amen. they are against us, but we know truth wins. And, um, you know, pray to pray, pray about the steps you need to make. And, you know, those of us 
who are Christian, we can look back and say, you know, when I set my time and spent time with God, all of a sudden, amazingly, someone comes into your life with that answer. It's amazing how God works through people. So a way will be provided for you. Yep. But have no Great fear. Point. Great point. Well, thanks, Erica. Thanks, Justice, for being on. You guys, we'll do this again soon, shortly. We'll let you all know when we when we are. And until then, start start getting some lawsuits written up. Let's uh, let's review them. So okay. with that, God bless you all, and uh, we will talk soon. Okay, folks. Um, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, nice to see you guys again, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see okay. you. Bye-bye.